Disclosure. The statements that we discuss, we are not health or mental professionals for. If you guys have any questions or concerns, we will have links in the description below to help you guys out and assist with anything you guys have questions about. We do not own the copyrights to this song. You guys enjoy the show. Me a face. Fill up this space. My world needs you right now My world needs you right now I can't escape Being afraid Fill me with you right now My world needs you Well, hello, hello, hello. Oh, I gotta start off singing. Real love. No, you I'm don't. searching for a real. Don't cover your ears. Feel the beat. <clears throat> now y'all know that one. Someone take my heart free. Real love. Ooh, yeah. That's my niece. She can sing. She can sing. You know, look today. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna get off. Yep. <laughs> anyway, you guys, how are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? How I don't are think they're doing, doing too good after hearing you singing. I don't care, Cyrus. <laughs> You're the only one that's bugging. <clears throat> I'm doing pretty good on this wonderful afternoon. My skin is glowing. My back is itching from the mosquitoes, but we gonna Ooh. keep on moving. <laughs> Oh, they wanted to know that. Auntie, how you doing? Who says that? Hey, 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 hey. <coughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. As always, you know we must discuss. This is between us. Come on, let's sit down and understand what we're about to discuss. Cyrus, how's it going? I'm already <laughs> cracking up at my wife talking about some. Who says, and my back is itching from the mosquitoes? Like, they want to picture that. I don't want to just cut me off, hey? I don't want to picture them. Well, bumps. you asked me, so I just jumped right on in. Anyways, but no, I'm doing good. Um, what, what do I usually say? <laughs> Working and going to school. But no, um, if anything, for me, just trying to go to the next step in my life and fi figuring out, you know, what has God truly called me to do because you know so many people can try to Im implant things on you on what they think that you're talented at and why don't you do this and why don't you why don't you do that and you can implant things on yourself of what you think that you're talented to do but if anything god has given you a gift go with that because i mean if you try to go with anything else it's not gonna work out anyways but that's my spill cool 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 well i know you guys are wondering what are we gonna be talking about today it's been a long time coming but we're gonna bring it back up church hurt part two no we do not have any subtopics today because we go off topic anyway <laughs> but the main thing is we want to keep an open perspective because this is such a big topic mm -hmm. as the world goes on you know time goes on i see so many people young and old who have gotten away from god who have gotten away from church yes sometimes and i'm not going to say any names or any scenarios because this hits close to home but i know family members that we have to pull tooth and nail just to be like can you come to church with me on this special occasion yeah. can you do you know can you come and it's always an excuse rather that be oh i don't have clothes or Oh, well, this happened or, oh, I don't want to see so-and-so. Mm -hmm. It's a big, 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 big issue. Yes, and I is. really want to dive in deep 
to not the why, but how can we make this better as, you know, the both, all three of us, you know, we go to church every Sunday, even through the pandemic, rather that was through Zoom or rather that was actually going to church. Um, thoughts on that, you guys? Gosh, I mean, that was a long thought. Because I mean, it's not a, it's not a quick, it's not a quick fix. It's not like no. something that you can just slap a bandaid on and be done with it. One thing that I told somebody the other day is, is that a lot of people try to have, they try to fix a, a an incision with a band aid, you know, something that you need stitches for. And I feel like a lot of the times, a lot of people don't go to church. You know, I'll say it like this. It's not even about dragging our family members tooth and nail to church. It's about what are you talking to them about? The other thing, I mean, you're taking them to church. What is the purpose of church? You know, like at the night, you can go, you can bring them to church and bring them to the building. But if they're not really getting any doctrine, if you're not talking to them, if you're not being real with them, then what is not it really? Yeah, what does it really matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I say that in all seriousness because I can take such and such tomorrow to church, or I can ask them to come, and they'll come. But at that at that point, where do you where do you go from there? You know, like what example are you showing in your life to them? Let's let's take it past. Can you come to church with me? Can I pray for you? Is there anything that I can do for you? It's all about the love. Jesus said that people will know that we are his disciples by the love that we show one another. Not by what we do, not by what we preach, by what we say, but by the love that we show one another. And love, is there, <clears throat> some people don't know it, but love is an action. More than it is a word, it's an action. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> And he's absolutely correct. I mean, we don't have subtitles, but I have to have structure, so I kind of made my own. But that being said, you're absolutely correct. And when you said it, I was thinking about you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So I can, you know, you get your child up. Some people do special occasions. That's why I think certain generations only think about churches special times. They do the Easter. They do the Christmas. They do the... uh, special occasions where they're in a concert or they're doing something special and they'll go but on a routine basis how much can you take if church hurts you at the end of the day mm. if you've been scarred and you're trying to take someone who has uh all type of things that have made them not want to go or have scarred them for life or have had an experience it's going to be hard to get that person so to me Personally, what I would do is just let them see what God has done for me. And that's Mm. when people lead you or that's when people will follow you. Hmm. So when you say that you want to see people what God, because I... I want people to see what God has done for me because action speaks louder than words. Right. I know a scenario. Me and Cyrus, actually, I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning talking to one of my very good favorite cousins and basically we talked about that whole time everything going on with um, the church and you know just that whole scenario and you know he always compliments all the good that we're doing you know and we always go back to God we have showed him look this is what God is doing in our lives and God can do this in your life too. And that's what we've had follow. that conversation with Him. I don't know, Cyrus. Probably, I, I mean, count. for the last five years, but nothing has changed. So He saw it. 
But nothing's changing. So how would that still apply in that scenario? Well, it has to happen for them. Yeah. They have to see it for themselves. That's why they say you have to know God for yourself. And he has to see where maybe he's in a situation to where nothing. That's why I think God just waits. It, you know, I always go back to the man that you may see or the woman that you may see down on their luck or just out of, you know, having and, or, and don't have or don't have nowhere to go. And they're telling you, oh, I need a dollar for this or a dollar for that. You know that dollar's not changing them. You're not doing God's will. And I clearly believe that God said, leave that alone. That's my job. I got them right where they ready to submit to me. Mm-hmm. And they need me. So they'll only know that I'm them. If you give them that dollar, they're going to think you're their God. And they're going to be waiting on you every single wow. day. Every single day in that same spot for you to give them a dollar. Now, one thing that I will say is I know that we that there have, there was one time that a man, he was in his car, and he did not have any gas to go anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. he, had a, he had a stuttering problem, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong, but I'm just talking about it. But, and then, you know, I did feel the Lord calling me to help him out with the gas, because he was literally going to the gas station that was right next to us. But I do believe that in most situations, I agree with you, Auntie, that it can be to where people will de- depend on you to be their God. Then, like you said, some people are right where God wants them to be. You know, that's why I mean a lot of times, and I mean, I've, I, me and C most definitely have took into what you said in consideration. If we do anything, we either give a food, but money, uh-uh, no. I'll give you food. I'll give you food all I'll day. Stop doing that because mm-hmm. I had to or, learn. I wouldn't even say the hard way, but through circumstance, mm-hmm. God was like, you're not meant to help this person. Mm-hmm. And if go. you think about it, you have someone at home that you know is struggling and trying to do right. Go buy them that sandwich. Yeah. Go give them that money for their lunch because they're trying to get on a bus and get to work. Hopping for that three or four more buses or cabs right, or Ubers right. to get there and don't have any lunch money when they get there. So that's what I'm saying. It starts at home. I was j- That's crazy. I was literally just thinking before you said I was just about to say it starts at home. And that's and when God is in you, the realm. Right? You know, one thing that I will say is, is that... Um, one thing that I've always been told because God has called me to be a pastor is, is that if you, and it says it, it says it in the word. If a man does not have control over his own home, I'm not talking about you have everybody in line and right. they and, listen to you. Yeah, no, but if you don't have your whole home covered in prayer mm-hmm. and at least you have not even taking care of them, taking care of them. Mm-hmm. How do you expect for God to be able to give you a congregation? You can, if you cannot take care of your home and pray over your home and, you know, talk through with them with issues, you can't do it for nobody else. And that's one thing that I've, I mean, I've had to do necessarily within like my marriage because there'll be so many times where I want to help other people. But then I go back to like, but what about my wife? What can I do for her today? What can I pray for her today about? I'm wanting to be external, externally helping people, but it starts at home. What can I ask my other family member about? Or what can I do here? What can I do there? It's always. But yeah. So when we relate this back to church and, you know, church hurt and helping people and, you know, God just allowing those people to visually see but and like I said, and I, I that's still it's still lingering in my heart. What if these people don't see that? If I mean, I guess for me, if these people, I feel don't, like it's our responsibility. No, listen, hear me out. And I know y'all can't see him shaking his head, but hear me out before you say that. Um, 
I feel like it's our responsibility as people for the church, yes, to be that visual aid and no, not to just put our all online for these people, but to help them some way get back to God, especially when it's our family, especially when we see that they're hurting. How, what other ways could we allow them to see that? Eventually, I do agree. You know, there's only so much that you can help. But when it comes down to it and the whole world is like that and they want to blame people in the church and every uh, if you're getting what I'm saying, basically everybody is kind of saying the same thing. So and so Pastor Bobo hurt me. You know, he said this thing, da, 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 this, that and the other, you know, I don't want to go back to church. And it gets to the point you're helping this person realize it's not about that. It's not about that eventually you know they you understand they don't get it it's multiple people like that everywhere everybody nowadays has the same type of mindset when it comes to church you know they're just like okay people don't listen nowadays to advice people don't listen to help that's why counseling is just as such a thing as a quick fix you know medicine you know people just medicate and go they don't listen to people anymore I think it's the same thing when it comes to the church and, you know, wanting to help people. You know, they just kind of one ear and out the other. I mean, it's not fair when you try to help them, but what else can we do? Because I feel like it is our duty, as it says in the Bible, to help these people. We're in a tough spot. I mean, one thing that I will say is, is that we are called our duty in the Bible. It says that it's Matthew don't quote me. I think it's Matthew 26. It's in that it's in that chapter where it says, you know, you know, go and make disciples of all you all you nations. It does one thing that we confuse is and I mean even I do this sometimes is that we feel like that it is our job to bring these people of God. No, it is our job to present the gospel to them. Whether or not they accept it, that's on them. Right. You know, so I guess to have these people in our lives, we presented the gospel they know what the gospel is. If they accept it, that's on them. That doesn't mean that we don't that we stop showing them love. That just means that we that we're not going to continuously push and say, "Well, now if somebody's coming to me about advice and they and they come into me, they know what I'm about. They know that I'm about pray about it. Talk to God, you know, let's go to God about it." Now, if they keep coming to me, then yeah, but I'm not going to keep on at the same time, pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, because that's not what we're called to do. The only thing that we are called to do is love one another, love your neighbor as yourself, and share the gospel. That's all that we're called to do. And so in that tough spot where you may have somebody that's not listening, at the end of the day, you can't blame yourself. You have to necessarily look at, I mean, if if anything, Jesus, Jesus could blame himself. He presented the gospel to the Pharisees, but they didn't want to listen. They didn't listen to what he had to say. Well, you're right. And to some extent, that gets back to what we just said earlier. Action speaks louder than words. You got people that literally are standing back watching the people who say or claim to be in the word. Who claim to say that they love Jesus. Who claim to say that without him, they wouldn't make it. They want to see this. It's the old uh, spiritual where um, I can't think of who sings it or whatever, but I just remember this part where they 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 talking about how people um, how I wouldn't have made it over. I don't know if a lot of people have heard that I know song. What you're talking about, yeah. How I got over. How I made it to the next day. How oh, I made it yeah. one day at mm-hmm. a time. I probably know. I just have to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it won't come to me. But that always stuck in my mind. 
how did I get over? How did I make it? And it does, it does deplete to where if you keep going, Sierra, and you keep going, Cyrus, to church, your generation is going to wonder, oh, my God, how did they get over? They got a $400,000 home. They driving up. Each got their own car. They got their own career. Their, their, their health is good. Their, their prosperity is just over. Everything they touch just seems like it turns to gold. How did they get over? And it's going to go back to them. I promise you, one day at a time or somewhere, it's going to become obvious. Because you're probably still doing it. What? Serving the Lord. You're still going. It's not a quick fix. They're not going to see it yesterday. But they're going to see it in your generations and generations to come. Hmm. I have a question. And this relates back to church hurt, but in a different perspective. What happens when you are faithful to the church? Mm-hmm. You continue and you serve, you do everything you want to. You're committed at this point. They ain't going back. Mm-hmm. But you are experiencing church hurt. Mm-hmm. We talked about that episodes ago. But you're experiencing church hurt and there's no going back. What do you mean there's no, no going, going back? Yes, that's kind of... You're committed. You're no, not going anywhere. No, you're committed. You never say never. You never say never. What do you mean? First of all, it's crazy. Like I said, we didn't have, we didn't do follow topics, but I always have to have something to keep me structured. And believe it or not, do you church hop? See how God has already manifested Himself in this whole conversation. When mm-hmm. you cannot find what you have somewhere else, wait, patience. You have to have patience in this day and time. And it's one of the concepts that a lot of people just don't have. Everything's yeah. a quick fix. Everything right now, if you want to find something like we were discussing something earlier, this generation found it on the phone and I'm still trying to write it down. So it's just that fast the way everything is moving. It's the microwave generation. So, okay. And so now you got, in answer to your questions here, you got young people who don't have time to, if they go to church, and they got hurt last night, and their boyfriend broke up with them, and they prayed, dear Lord, I want him back. Oh, go to church. And that don't work, and they don't get him back. Oh, I'm through with church. Right, right, right. But then you got to, they're not putting every, somebody needs to tell them, which a lot of young people don't have people that'll take the time. That's why young youth of you all's generation are in the church. Talk to individuals, but make sure you let them know it's patience. You got to have patience. <coughs> He yes, may not, do. And, and God, yeah. and, and really, if you think about it, why did you all separate? Why did you all end it? Why y'all not boyfriend and girlfriend no more? It's not the end of the world. They could not even meant for you. you and know. I had a friend, really quick, I had a friend mm-hmm. just like that, and she got so mad at me. We're not even friends anymore because I told her that that person was not meant for her. Mm. Literally, like, she got so mad. But I think... My question going back to it is, say, for instance, me and Cyrus, we're at church. I'm not saying this is the scenario, but given it, if it was, because mm-hmm. um, it happens to everybody, I feel like we're serving, doing everything we can. We're committed to this church. Mm-hmm. We, we necessarily, you know, are feeling church hurt. How do you deal with that? Meaning that we're getting hurt on a day, daily. We're serving. We're giving our all in this church. But this church is not giving. You're not being fed. Move on. I I asked a reverend about that. Actually, my cousin. But does that go back to church hopping, though? Well, 
this is what you go by. It's a difference in church hopping and versus just going to find the word. Mm-hmm. Some people leave church hop because they couldn't be the choir director. Some people leave church because they couldn't be the one that led the song that Sunday. Some mm-hmm. people leave church because they felt like they weren't getting what they wanted out of it. If you're not going for the one and the main and the only purpose is to be fed, the word meaning spiritually fed, and hearing something to take back, and you'll know, because you're going to know the fruits of your labor. Right. You, like I was talking about you all's prosperity. That's not going to come just because you entered the church and sat there and just held your hands folded. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to get involved. Exactly. You got to yeah. feel it. So if, then, if you look over there and you don't see somebody feeling it and they just, mm, you can tell yourself they will not be bad. <clears throat> and if you sitting there yourself and you're like, Lord, mm, I got to go to the store. Shoot. You're serious. You're not there. Right. You are not even in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can't hear even if he tells you the words to go out here and make a move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're gone. You're out of there. That's not church hopping. Church. But is that church hurt, though? That's that's not church hurt. Right. No. No, no. but that's what I'm saying. If it is church hurt, and I mean, let me give a more specific example. Okay. The pastor is constantly ridiculing you. And I'm not talking about no just tiny criticism. Right. The team, they, they, want you dis- gone, they disclude you. And this happens. Our church, they are really big on groups. Me and Cyrus have not joined a group yet. Number one, because what we've heard, I'm not going to lie. Right. Number two, because I personally, and we've talked about this, we would rather start our own Bible study in our own group than join because there is a lot of ridicule, especially in the time that we live. And I have really bad black anxiety and I go to a majority black church. I mean, a majority white church, sorry, in the church. It was at first when I went two years ago, it was uh, like a fresh breath of air. I was like, oh my gosh, this church is amazing. But I think that's what that church was meant to do was to give those people kind of that microwave fix if you put it, but that doesn't mean that they still cannot have people to serve. So in saying that though, I don't know if a group, and we've even went to a couple of steps, next steps, all that, but I just don't necessarily feel. I mean, but I also, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean to cut you off, but I also feel like maybe we've had this conversation before as well. I mean, when it comes to following through with stuff like that, I mean, we haven't necessarily been the most involved in the church as well. You've we, been more involved than I have. Yeah. So I mean, you, you can give more an example than I could, and I can I guess, honestly say that. Well, I mean, I guess my thing is, is that you have to continuously dive in. You know, that's one thing it. that we have that's to realize is, is that a lot of people go to church to just drain and drain and drain and drain, but they don't want to pour out. Nobody wants to pour out that's anything That's that person anymore. that's sitting back with their arms I got a question. Doing nothing. Yeah. Which I, I don't. I will but let I guess, you know that. It's more of a thing of what I see and what I'm ready for. But, Sai, I have a question for you. You serve. You do guest services all day. The way that it's made up is just kind of everything is it's not personable, if you put it. It's a huge, huge, huge church. Eight campuses. Yes, you're a number. Boom. And, and that's, but you're the one that serves. To say if you get into a situation of church hurt, you feel excluded, you feel ridiculed, you don't have any type of personal ties to that church. You're not what there. are you gonna what what would you do? And I'm asking you, Cyrus, what would you do? Because you're serving at this church, not I've, me. And this is just now, an example. Flesh wise, 
I know for me, I struggle with running away from things instead of necessarily going to that individual or going to who I feel like I should talk to. I feel like in this situation, personally, I would just want to walk away from the church. Would you? It would have to take a lot of prayer, but spiritually, I would want to. I'm talking about deep church church. I'm not talking about just one, two Sundays. I'm talking about consistent. No, I feel like this. I feel like that in that scenario, I I would present it first. I feel disincluded. I don't feel like that I'm, you know, looked at. Because I, I honestly would feel comfortable enough. With the person that is over for serving, I would feel comfortable bringing that to their attention. Now, everybody's if, different, now, too. Now, if, even if after that point, after I brought it to your attention once and it's still happening, then at that point, I would pray about leaving. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, I've God has called us literally to not go in fear. He has called us to speak boldly and, cause, and to, to speak the truth in love. That's what he's called us to do. So in any type of situation, a church, church, I always feel like it's important. Unless it's just something literally crazy. Like somebody literally said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to shoot. Like, you get what I'm saying? Which has happened. I've been to a church where oh, that has happened. Yeah. But I mean, if it's something, if it's something where you pray about it always. But if it's something that you can see can be reconcilable, that you go and approach that individual about or you go talk to somebody about, do that first. I always feel like that it's, that it's important because so many times we can run away from a situation that can make us and mold us. Yeah. That God is called to mold us into, or, or, or to correct something in that church. Not even correct something, but bring something to the attention. Like, for example, I'm serving at this church. There was another black man that I served with and he brought up in a meeting that they had, we need other black people. And, you know, in, in serving, like we need to start, you know, having more black people at the door greeting. So people coming in that are African-American can feel more comfortable. Yes. And I, th- and, I, and I thought that there was nothing wrong with that. And how was it received, though? I feel like that it was. But, I feel like that from my from my point and what I thought, I thought it was re- was received well. They most definitely said that that was important. And that was actually needed. speak louder than now, words. But then yes. after that, I have not spoken with him to see where where it went after Is that. Is it the God that I know? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but after that, I don't know. Well, and I won't stand it too much longer, but I can tell you the dilemma that sounds like this really weaving between the two of you all mostly is um, audience and you all may not depicted it or caught on to it, but it is an interracial marriage. So you have one component that's there under synopsis of their race and how they feel. Then you have another one there under yeah, that component. We both black. Well, he is typically being a male. He has a Caucasian parent. Well, both of your okay. parents are. Okay, black, so I get what you're saying. That's how that would. That's why I said it's intertwined. Yeah. So their prayer has to also be stepping out on faith, and at the same time, there are going to be things that one is going to gravitate to to feel like they're not involved, and so the up same way with the wow. other one. I've never thought about it. I've yes. never really considered me as far as interracial marriage. Yes. You are. So that being said, though, so think about that if you're under this same scenario. And and two, they're learning and they're grasping. They're not grasping at. They didn't go in because, as you just heard, she never even thought about it that way. And I'm sure neither did um, Cyrus. But at the same time, you have to be realistic. And he's perceived in that uh, congregation as that, as well as what she's perceived as. Mm -hmm. So that's how they're looked at it. So to bring all them to come together, it just another subtitle. Finding God is not in a church. No. It's not in a building. Mm-mm. It's in yourself. So yes. when you set out to do this out there, I don't care who you are. When you go in a church, 
you're going to seek the word. You're going to find what Jesus has to say for you for that day. Now, when you get that in your mindset and you get that understanding, everything else will fail. When our other, while we're doing this part two, I do now remember one of the controversies conversation was that if you go to a church and you feel some kind of way, is that church hurt? Or if you go to a church and you can't get anything out of it, do you leave? But the main thing is that if you go there and you're spiritually fed, you stay. You stay on that battlefield. You stay right there until you know that God has decided that this is not where you're supposed to be. But that's just what this sounds like to me and for them. And we're going to pray with faith on that because they're probably where they should be because they have a humble and a heartfelt to make a difference. And you better bet, just like we've been saying all along, somebody's watching them that's having the same thoughts. And if they see them leave, some of them may leave too. But if they see them stay, it's going to make them bring others. So I'm just wanting to say that. I've never thought, wow. It's, it's a concept that you have to I'm take not, on. Man, because like, and this is another episode for another day, but when I look at Cyrus, yes, Cyrus is mixed. He has a white mom and a black dad, but Cyrus is black to me. I, well, I, I mean, yes, he's mixed, but to the outer world, Cyrus is black. And I, I've, I've thought about that. But I will say culture-wise, right. on culture-wise, when we do go to the church and the music that we listen to, Cyrus can relate to it a whole lot more than I can. Well, again, and, like and I that said. That does have to probably do with culture and the way what churches we went to. He went to a white, an all-white church where he was the only black person, if I may say. And he's went to all-black church. And I just went to all-black church my whole life. But, he, so, but he, he's saying that he is more versatile because right, he... Right don't care one way or the other. You really don't care one way or the other, but now you're just accepting now being highlighted that, oh, okay, maybe I do have some type of subconsciousness. Oh, that, no, I know I do. Well, when it comes then, to music and really, no, now I, I love the message and relate to that, but with everything going on in the country now, like I said a couple of episodes ago, I never used to have black anxiety. I went to all white school. I've been the only in, in now, now, Oh man, I mean, well, what, a lot has developed. A lot of people yeah, that's are what accepting I'm saying. It's, their own rights too. Exactly, it's who a they big, are, and it's coming out. Like I have, I work in a place where, um, you know, my clients, and I'm, I'm the only black person there, and I'm going into this home, their home, where they have, um, do not tread on me on their refrigerator and blue lives matter signs on their cars, and I'm going up in here. That me, black anxiety, why that that don't make me feel comfortable. You get what I'm saying? But before that stuff wasn't even like when I was younger, didn't even know what that stuff was. I'm saying high school, maybe even college year one, you know, that was not even a big deal for me. But now, now everything is developed. George Floyd, all these shootings, it's been a thing, but it's coming out. Well, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's making, it makes me more aware. Well, you're just aware. You're being more knowledgeable. You're taking you're taking everything now with a grain of salt. And plus, of course, you're older. If you think about it, and you all know out there, young people have no fear. You got a four-year-old that'll climb a tree yeah. all the way up, have no fear whatsoever. But when that four-year-old turns 14 to 24, he, that tree going to look like a lot more scarier. And they're not just going to sashay up there and think, ooh, I'm fine. So it has a lot to do with fear. 
And oh, yes, it does. your so, fear I mean, sets in. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, what, developing the country, yeah. Funding, I'm telling you, finding God is not in a building yeah. or a church. He lives within you. So whatever you decide to carry out there, whatever you decide to make out of it or decide to do, just remember, Jesus has already died. So all these things are going to be covered anyway. But please, whatever you do, don't church hop unless you know that you've been hurt. And, and the only way you can tell if you've been hurt is if you know you have not been fed by the word. Everything else is just a mere Even if it was one time. Even if it was one time. Wow. You still go in there seeking nothing but the word. And you know the word by what? The Brother Cyrus? The reading. fruits. Yeah, the fruits. The fruits of your life and reading yeah. it. Some people don't, they only carry their Bible in church. And I, I'll tell you, I used to do that for the longest time. And then I thought, okay, I started hearing it. So when I started hearing it, I started perceiving it. When I started perceiving it, mm-hmm. guess what? I wanted to read it. I wanted to hear it yeah. for myself. That's how you know when God is going to get toward what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, and stay there. So, no. You involve yourself. You involve her because you're the head of the household, of course. Being a male, not so much as because you just a warden or you make more money than her or anything like that. People got that. Psych! So no. <laughs> we got to He's headed up this road, so he knows. And he gets his own church. Right, because we won't be here forever. I mean, eventually he's going to have, maybe we will. They have but about 20 like, pastors. But no, so. God has you really get all you can because if you think about it, this door is going to open to the same thing that you're already in. Mm-hmm. And that's interracialness. It may not be that they are going to be Caucasian. It could be that still, it could be a couple things that's God getting you for. Interracial marriages are hard. It's just like anything else. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> Are we interracial? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, no. I mean if you, oh, if, get his hair. If you, oh, if, <laughs> if you want it to be, if you want it to be very technical, like Auntie said on paper and le- not even legally, but just factually, it would be considered interracial. What just because the? I'm mixed. Oh, I'm about to cut. I've never thought of that. Well, you've black. done worse. So go ahead. You sing, curse. Go ahead. Get a smoke. One thing I just now I know, but now I have a question for you guys. Okay. Maybe you all can help me with this. Since church hurt, how you all ask how we didn't know how and the what for and the why's. But let me ask you this. When you bring children into the church and you've gotten hurt and they see you leave, do you think that has an impact on them? Yes. Yeah. Explain or a little bit. Time okay. Little Going bit. back, I remember the church that I grew up in, mom never left. A lot of this stuff that I'm saying is because I've seen it at my own church and I have dealt with it at my own church. I have dealt with threats of me and my mom have gotten into a fight with a lady at our church. We, a pastor that we had said that we were all going to die in seven years. Okay. And so I've dealt know, with right? a lot at this church that I grew she up made in. Me drool. Did you not, did, you might not have heard of all that stuff that went on. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But anywho, I went through a lot at this church. Mom never left. She actually came back, um, you know, once it was clear to come back and everything. Um, did How did that make me view it? Um, yeah, that's my question. It As was very, yeah. Um, I wanted my mom to leave at one time because I saw that she wasn't happy. Even though she was committed, I was just like, what's the point? It, it was cliquish. 
um, at one time because I've been to this church ever since I was zero until I was 20. I just start going to another church. Um, love this church. Love this church to death, you know. But I've seen a lot of things go on with her personally. Can't talk for anybody else but right. for her personally and myself. And she never left. And I always wondered. She even talked about leaving at times. Mm-hmm. Other people did too. But she never left. I, I feel like at some point, and I feel like we even talked about it, it was out of comfortability. And that's something I want to get into because I have the fear of going to another church. That's probably why I went to a big church because going to a small church, everybody's looking at you. Everybody's mm-hmm. judging you. You know, rather that is white or black. And I went to all white church and there's everything going on. It was just like, oh, nope, got to go. But anywho, I digress. It made me feel, you know, it did make me feel more committed, but it made me not want to step out of my comfort zone. And Either. that answers one of the questions. Would you say that, um, Brother Cyrus, that she has with dealing with uh, people being hurt at that young age? Is that why you think they just set up in their mind, I'm never, ever going to church, not that church, or just no church ever again? Yes. Is I mean, that strong I, enough? I say, for example, from um, for somebody, I about, I about said their name too, <laughs> Lord. But um, no, I mean, I know somebody who literally has said that they will never, not that they will never go to a church, but they won't go to a church because you have people that they said that they would always feel like that somebody would know them and would talk about them like about she who was they are. Society? Yeah. Oh. And would talk about who they are and that they would rather just stay at home and watch church. And for me growing up, I mean, my family, I mean, they just didn't go. I mean, there was at one point where my family was going, but at one point I had to just go myself, by myself. That um, takes a lot of faith because I could never. And I think that's Jesus. a reason why, honestly, why I left the church that I grew up at. Because when my mom passed away, I didn't feel comfortable going by myself. Yeah, no, I mean, I went by myself. Because um, remember, see, we even had that conversation. Like, back when we were still friends, like, you literally told me. I was like, well, I want to go to church. But I was like, I said, I don't really know. You was just like, well, Sai, like, you need to go by yourself. If that's what you have to do, you have to do it. And I was like, okay. I'd be giving advice and don't take it my dang self. But, you well, know. But and that's, that's a sign of intelligence, though. Your grandfather... I learned from him, Lord's Rest of Soul, which you never got to meet, but I, and I just remember things, that looking at me, wrapping up, trying to go real fast, I'd go forward back. Um, he used to, uh, we used to sit around and talk about all kind of political, he's very intelligent, but one of the things he used to always, I noticed, and you probably start eyeballing a person that picks up a book or magazine, they start from the back. I do that all the time. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Trust me. I read the last page of a book. That sound. Yeah. Some people just, you know, read the back. I'm not talking about the jacket. I'm talking about literally flipping through a book, magazine. I don't care what it is. They will start from the back and flip all the way through it. Now, they're going to read front to back. But the, the intelligence is a mindset. And anyway, make a long story short. So I asked him. And I was like, um, why you always read, uh, flip anything you pick up? Paper-wise, pamphlet, book, magazine. He said, because I'm intelligent enough to know where... I know my niece is laughing at me already. You can't see her. Guess what? It's not a phone or vision. But he made a (laughs) Where you can see stuff. But he made a statement like, I am intelligent enough to know that this is the back and not the front. And I was like... 
that's so profound. But in reference to your question, you got a lot of people with the sign of intelligence. It's so it's so high up there. You can't make sense out of it because you're not there yet. But in due time, God will show you. But how much can you take if a church hurt? Trust me, it won't be much if you're there to listen for the Lord to give you guidance. I promise mm. you that. Yeah, most definitely we would have to really quick, Auntie, describe to me how do you feel about that when I mentioned, and that's one thing I wanted to get on with big churches mm -hmm. versus small churches, because you will see a lot of younger couples going to a bigger church, not because of the church being traditional or anything, um, but because it's bigger versus a smaller church. How does that make? Because I know your church is smaller. Right. And, and to me, it matters. To me, it matters. Do you think that that's the reason? How do you think you could get those couples to, or younger people to? Well, as run? I said, I envision you two having this scenario with your with your ministry, in in whatever area, of course, your spouse goes. I see it where it's going to be small, because it doesn't take a lot of people to tell you who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. You can see it, so you got to see it first. To what? Believe it and to believe it right. to achieve it. You know, right. I mean, one thing, I don't mean to cut you off, no, honestly, no, but just fine. to go back, I think a lot of the reason a lot of people, young people go to bigger churches, and this is why I would go to a bigger church, is just because you feel like you can blend in more. You're not. And that's you, not what you're there for. You're, you're not pinpointed. Yeah. You're not pinpointed out more. That's you're not able to be looked at more. And But I'm saying, you but know. that's not true, really. I know, I mean, because you're still looked at. I still look at people and, and, say, and judge people every day. From what you I mean, all say, categorizing y'all y'all in groups you're already sectioning yourself off yeah. see it's not enough well, in the small I haven't joined a group you, yet, but. you shouldn't have to you should all be on the same accord and i hear that so often where this group does that now i'm not talking about bodies of the church like your choirs or your youth directors or your trustees and that type of stuff I'm talking about there should not be no, everybody should be on the same page where whatever you do in ministry, yes, now your youth, of course, from age to ages have to have their understanding and their separate learning till they reach a higher level. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you shouldn't be in no group. You should, all, you should all be on, I mean, that's just I look just at it more opinion. so if we did it, me and Cyrus, because we want to Bible study. I wouldn't even call it a group because Bible study. Just didn't call it that. Don't call it a group. Because right. now you you you're just like they do in school, what they do, Cyrus. They got it all. Yeah. What is this and over some here? Of the groups, the nerds. What is this over here? The ones who yeah do something else or over here. I or, get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is, and it can be like that. It'll get like I that. I want I want more so of a Bible study. Um, yes, it, it will be a Bible study maybe for younger people, friends, and then Bible study for maybe you know older people and family because I feel like you know that's important. The Spirit but, is yeah. telling me you all's thing, and this is just me on that level. I see you all having a Bible study for. A certain age group that are married it may go even as far as that are married and interracial because see everything's a struggle now and it mm -hmm. can't be this hard to know who God is I'm gonna say this and then I'll let I know we got to wrap it up mm -hmm. but my part and, and I found I grabs this a couple of weeks ago you cannot wait to stop hurting to be happy please listen to this out there 
It's just that simple. Write it mm. down. Put it on the sticky. Interesting. Put it up to your wall. Put it on your computers. Put it on t-shirts. I'm like, I don't you care. Sure can. I didn't make it. It's just a made up. It's not written anywhere. I mean, because one thing. I heard it. It. You okay. cannot wait to stop hurting to be okay. happy. Because, I mean, if you think about it, look at Jesus. You know, Jesus was hurting. I mean, oh he was pitiful. Oh, my God. What did he tell his father? You know what I mean? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. He was happy. And he take was... this from what? Take this from me. Yeah, mm-hmm. take this from me. You, you know, do anything. You know, and if anything, it's like a lot of people, you know, a lot of, but I mean, if you think about it, we do it every day. We're all hurting because of yeah, something. We don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about mm-hmm. it enough, but we're all we're hurting like for just something. just going to go away. Yes, and so many people think that you have to get to just just certain points where you are just so over stuff. So then, like the movies, then you can be joyful. No, we we are called to fight our our issues with our praise, with with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is how we fight our battles. Lifting him up, you know. And I mean, like today, and I like when my glasses broke. Everything had literally just came down, and it just felt like everything. And as soon as my glasses broke. I was just like, I started laughing. I was like, devil, you're not going to do this. I was like, yeah, because now you're supposed <laughs> to be upset over something that you can't do anything about right then and there. Exactly. I'm just like, you know, I, was, I just started laughing. I'm like, ain't nobody mad but the devil. I'm not mad. You but know, it's a song. It is a I song. I know, right quick. Uh, Sierra, you said something. It, it's so funny. I think it's like this every, at the end. Every I know, time. I know. It's I'm slow. But <laughs> at, at this point, she says, uh, like the movies. And the first thing I thought about was Corona. It shut. <laughs> Everything down. Mm-hmm. You had time to do one or two things, and you could pick. You mm-hmm. what? No movies. What? No getting on airplanes. What? No getting on no boats. What? No going nowhere. Didn't matter how much money you had. Didn't even matter if you had none. Mm-hmm. Everybody was in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. <laughs> no, you're when you good. said that, you're right. They excite me. I love this generation. See, they just send me all over the place, and then yeah. I finally come back after I get it. No, nah, that's her man's, y'all. That's my man. <laughs> that's my what? Your man's. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Your man. Part- Who is Jesus? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's continue. Y'all, she, she's still so in- let's go ahead and wrap See, I'll get up. it the next episode, so tune in. Yeah. This is between us. <laughs> go knows. ahead and start wrap us up with prayer. Okay. That was quick. Dear... <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we do thank you for this day. Lord God, like Auntie said, church is a place for us to gather. Lord God, the church, Lord God, was not even a building at first. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. You know, no building can contain you. No building can truly represent you as your children can. It Mm -hmm. says, Lord God, that people will know will know who you are by the love that we show one another as the body of Christ, as the church. We are the church. You say it says in your word that when two or more gather in my name, that that's a church. That's a church, Lord God. We are individual representations of you. Heavenly Father, Lord God, let us not forget that. Let us not go to church, Lord God, to drain, but to pour out into others, Lord God, just as our Savior did, Heavenly Father God. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. I pray that you bless everyone under the sound of my voice. And I ask, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you be with their families. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord God. And we praise you for all that you do. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. 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 See you guys next week.